the National Archives podcast series. Right, okay, we're going to have a series of um, this is a panel discussion to explore a bit more, a bit more detail about the whole aspects of family history. Uh, I want to um, first ask Jackie, who is the producer, director of the programme, of Colin's programme, could you just tell us, do you think that the BBC, in its work around news and celebrities, like Colin, uh, through who do you think you are, is that a good way of encouraging the public to learn about their genealogy? Yeah, I think very much so. I think that... Um I mean, one of the things it does do, it does make it look really easy, and I know that anybody who's, who's started their own their own search, it isn't as easy as it's made to seem on the programme, as Colin pointed out. We had, you know, a team of um, a researcher and assistant producer, and we had a genealogist in Jamaica as well, and um, one in Panama. So it's not... We do make it seem easy, yes. but it's not. also it's not impossible, because all these sources are there, and they are available, and they are, you know, they are public record, and we do a lot of work... Um, for the National Archives, you a lot, of, a lot of resources here. Um, but no, I think it's been a, a very good way of, of opening up people's eyes to to the process. And I don't think, um, you know, it, it, it was first of all on BBC Two and then it moved to BBC One because so many people were interested. And I think we're at the stage where, um, particularly with with so many things becoming going online, that it's it's made it just so much easier for people to find the information and censuses, etc. Um, all being online. But I also think that one of the things that the programme does is not just, in a way, it doesn't just trace somebody's line back. It aims to tell a story and the history. And also, you know, I hope from people that saw it, there are other ways of finding out information to flesh out characters, to flesh out your stories. We use the um, the Gleaner archive, which is incredible, which is an incredible resource, um, particularly when we're looking for Duncan Campbell, who was um, Colleen's great, great... One more. Great. Grandpa. <laughs> um, and, you know, having found his name, we wanted to find out more about him because I think what's important is not just to kind of come up with names but to try and find out who these people were, what their lives were like. And the, the Gleaner was very, was very, you know, just great. You could put in the name, you put in a series of dates and it will come up with every Duncan Campbell, every, you know, reference to Duncan Campbell. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we were able to build up a picture of who that person was. So I think that... You know, um, the series shows you how to get to your your ancestors, but it also hopefully shows you how to build a bit of character around them and find out more about them and the history around them. So, what was the time scale in terms of putting the whole thing from co- contacting Colin to him going to Jamaica, Panama, and then having that final edit? Well, the way that the series works is is obviously there's there's a, a lot of people who are approached, but they may not have stories, or the stories may come you know have dead ends on them. So. Um, the initial research, I think, was around kind of two or three weeks, and then the team were put together. Um, so really, the whole the whole process from research through to going out, you know, to, to the filming with, with Colin, probably was around probably three months. Um, but having said that, we were right up to the wire. We were finding out information for, literally before we left for Jamaica. We, it was when we kind of um, found out the Adam Wilson link. Um, the I was I went and was called a recce just to go and visit all the people and to find out what was going on in Jamaica and where we were going to film, mm-hmm. and I was just travelling with with a local historian called um, Mr Hugh Nash and he had a copy of this the land um, division in this place called Maidstone which was one of the first freed villages um, in in Jamaica and he just showed it to me and as I was looking I just saw the name Adam Wilson mm. on it and that was just one of those things that you just you know mm. is luck but also you know um, you know just having to be 
with somebody who knew the area yeah. and then we had the final part of our of our puzzle the place that that Colin talked about visiting um, so it's things were it wasn't like everything was in place I think that it being in a place and going and, and seeing it and meeting local people and also local history local historians oral history is, is was very important yeah. people that we met and talked and knew somebody who knew somebody who knew something and remembered some and yeah. that all helped to build the story as well Great. I want to move on to Paul. Paul, you've written your your your, book, your groundbreaking book, Ancestors, about what, four or five years ago now, uh, and you've done many talks around family history uh, uh, in Britain. How do you see family history helping people to learn about that identity and, and almost like a sense of belonging? Yeah, um, the, the issue of, of identity about you know who we are. I mean, I I, I when I think about identity, think about how um, we as um, African Caribbeans. Caribbeans um, were sort of cast out of, uh, came out of slavery, like, um, and and was almost like a ship being cast out to sea, you know, wrecked, carried by the waves, not knowing sort of which direction you're you, you're going in, you know, it's like you, you don't know where you came from, so you can't look back to your past to get a reference point, if you see what I mean, and and you can't use that knowledge of where you're from to know how you got to where you are today in order to plot the course of where you're going in, in, in the future. And I think family history, um, you know, helps in providing a, a reference point about sort of your experiences. The person, the people you are today, the, the person I am today is a result of the things that happened to me in the past. And so, I, you know, and that's how I've used family history to sort of look back to help me sort of plot that course for, for for the future. So in terms of you know belonging, belonging is I guess is, is about you know being at a place and time, and you can't sort of understand you know um, belonging unless you sort of understand the series of, of events and circumstances that have helped you to arrive at the point you are today. So how do you think the whole sense of family history and identity is important now in terms of Britain and Black Britain? Right. Um, well, the, the whole issue of, of identity, you know, Black Britain. I mean, you know, in order to answer that question, you sort of have to understand the issues that are facing us as as um, Black Britons. And I, I struggle with the term Black as a, as, a, as a sort of you know reference for identity because you know, um, I you know, I, when I look when I think about the term Black, I think about African. Yeah. Um, but you know, if if you if if you if if I are young people. You know, is is the future of Black Britain? You know, to to use your, your terms, and what I find is that um, they are looking for identity, but where they look for identity is to America. You know, because our what we're taught about history is is, is about the Martin Luther Kings, the Malcolm X. It's as if their experience is, can be applied to to all of us, and 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 so our young people in particular um, are looking to America. And places like America for identity, um, and you know, again, sort of coming back to the importance of, of, of family history research. You know, when you delve into the history and you, you look at Colin's experiences here in, in going to Panama and, and understanding a bit about the Taino Indian bit, it actually gives you a different perspective about who you are and, and what what your identity is. Um, and so, the importance of it, you know, as I said, you look to young people. And you sort of help them to understand their past, where they're really coming from, as opposed to where they think they're coming from. And it just provides a whole new perspective. And once you have a different perspective, you begin to look at life a little bit differently. 
And, you know, and if that's the same for one individual, it's the same for many individuals. It's the same for the community. It's the same for the nation. So it, it, it has its place in terms of personal development. You know, we talk about education, that's English and, and yeah. science and all that in terms of education. This is part of your personal development about facing you in the right direction so you can begin to sort of plot your future uh, a bit better. Colin, what's your perspective on, on stuff about identity? So you, you uh, did a program at your stage in your life, yet you were happy to go and delve into family history. What would you say to people now about doing that process? I really and truly believe that you it's a journey you have to be ready to go on. It's not a journey you should take very lightly. Um, it's because the results can be both negative and, and positive. So you've really got to decide that this is going to be truly for me. Um, I believe everybody should do it, if I was totally honest. I really, truly do. Um, obviously, it was done much easier for me because I had the whole resources of the BBC behind me. But it's something now that my uncle has taken on and he's trying to go even further back now because really I've kick-started the, the whole process for my whole family. And I think that's what's really been really great. Not only have I kick-started for my own personal family, but I know a lot of my friends and, and their friends now are really, really looking into the truth of their identity and, what, and where they're actually from. And I think that's what will, will make us all bond together and gel together. I'm not sure if... Um, just slightly going away from it, but I will come back onto it, I assure you. Um, I'm not sure if people saw an article um, that uh, Bill Crosby wrote not long ago, some turn during this week, about our, our black youth um, and how we need to make sure they keep inspired. Um, you know, the fact that he said it was, took us years to get the vote, years for people to respect us, and you know, the kids nowadays are dressing like they should be in prison. Um, they're talking absolute trash English, um, which nobody understands. And I think when you get the, the, the truth of your own personal identity, our British black kids can actually realise that they they should be aspiring to be doctors and lawyers and not dress like thugs on the street like they want to be in prison because that's the way they want to be. So as far as I'm concerned, if they really spent a little bit of time looking into their, their true history, perhaps they would feel a bit more positive about themselves and be able to move on. That's a very powerful point. Kathy, you're a renowned genealogist, researcher, writer. How do we go about it, the process of the process of starting the whole process of tracing family tree. Obviously, Colin's experience was fantastic. It's what the BBC. A lot of people out here are individuals who are thinking about what how to go about it. Well, actually, I'm scheduled to do a whole sort of uh, thing on that. I can yeah. give you a little sort of bit of publicity for it now. Um, what you have to start with is what you already know and then move back. I think probably the most important thing, um, as I'm sure Colin found, was to actually document each step, to be absolutely certain. So you have to start off with um, moving backwards in time. And we've had a lot of discussion about DNA. DNA, I think, is quite interesting, but it doesn't tell you who your great-grandfather was or where he lived. So although it is quite a good starting point and it is inspiring, I'm ever so sorry, you have to do the hard slog with the documents. And um, as I say, I'll be very shortly, for those of you who are beginners, um, doing a whole thing on this. So I won't, you know, preempt it now. Okay. My final question for the panel is, next year is the bicentenary of the abolition of the slave trade. 
Um, the British slave trade. Yeah, that's kind of right. A lot of slave trade. There were lots of slave trades going on. There were slave trades in this context, yeah. Can you just tell us what should happen around the context of 2007 and family history from your own perspectives? There's going to be lots of talk, lots of events, lots of debate. In the context of family history, what do you think should happen? Well, I think it's one of the. You know, if there was a bad thing, uh, about slavery itself, we all know it was the, the process that we all had to go to. Now you're shipped on, and the ship would dock for six, seven months before you even left Africa. People were dying on the ships before they even went across the Caribbean. But one thing that that it was was good, if there was anything, I remember discussing this with Jackie, because we were had value, we were documented. So for us, we would always be able to find somewhere along the line where we were ultimately, because we were worth something to somebody at that stage. And I know it sounds really awful, um, but it, it, it is factual. So for, I think for us, for next year, we, we've got to realise that and, and really take that on board when we're thinking what the slave trade actually did for, for us. It did give us that opportunity to be documented, not necessarily in a positive way, but it gives us a start, another reference point for us to look at. And there's lots of things that are, are, are going on again for, for next year. Um, a couple of friends of mine are going to Jackie's home nation in Ghana to celebrate there because it's their 50th, I think, independence year as well. So I'm tying a lot of projects in, involved with that as well. So for me, it's a quite an exciting, exciting period next year. And lots of television as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Paul? Can I be provocative? Yeah, be <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, the celebration of the abolition of, of slavery. Um, is it a commemoration? Is it a commemoration? It's not a celebration. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I beg to differ. But um, okay, well, I mean, what we're going to hear a lot about um, during next year is is the name William Wilberforce. Okay, and we'll probably end up celebrating that. Okay. Um, well, um, I, uh, what I would like, Patrick, mm -hmm. is to um, hear more about the untold stories, mm -hmm. to use this as um, an opportunity to hear about the untold stories of Africans and their descendants who um, also contributed to their freedom. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that's important is this is because, you know, growing up as a child and sort of, you know, hearing about the story of slavery, and I grew up on the sort of William Wilberforce and Thomas Clarkson story. I'm not about rubbishing, you know, what they've done. I mean, what they did was very important. But I did, as a child growing up, get the feeling that everything that was done for my community was given to us, um, and that everything we did, we asked, uh, we, we asked for, hand in cup. And... Um, and a, a sort of psyche begin to, begins to develop where you think, well, you know, if you want to get anything in life and do anything, then, um, you know, um, this, is, this is the process. Um, but when you look into the history of the islands and you look at what the Maroons were trying to do, uh, what Toussaint Louverture was trying to do, and that did impact on British history and that did impact on the... Um, um, abolition of, of, of slavery in, in, in the British West Indies um, then you begin to understand what we actually did for ourselves and our contribution to that and these are, very, these are untold stories uh, as I refer to them the abolition of slavery started not in uh, 1807 but it actually started probably um, 150 years before that with um, the Maroons you know, going to the hills 
okay, and making it bloody difficult to, 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 to run an economy um, in the British Caribbean because they were coming down and devastating the plantations and encouraging slaves to run off and so on and so on. And so, on. so there's a whole economic aspect behind the abolition of slavery. Now, I wonder, okay, I, and I, you know, I, I'm hoping that I'm wrong, but I, I wonder to, to what extent. Um, the emphasis next year will be given to those untold stories. So, yes, we're going to hear a lot about William Wilberforce, and, okay, we're going to commemorate the abolition, but, but I wonder what that's going to mean for our communities in terms of understanding our contribution to world history. Okay, because if we didn't make our contribution to world history, okay, then we wouldn't have the choices that we have today. In fact, you know, Britain as a, as a nation wouldn't be able to um, have the influence and, and the power and the capacity to do the things that you know this country, uh, uh, this th these islands are able to do today. So that that's what I'm 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 looking for, and I hope that really sort of like comes out in all the the documentaries that are going to sort of you know proceed this, and and and, and you know, and even when, when when our stories do begin to be told, let, let, let's hope that they're not sort of lost in all the. You know, the, the other celebrations. So that, that, that's yeah. me being provocative. So I couldn't help that. <laughs> okay, Catherine, uh, what's your perspective? Difficult to follow that one. <laughs> you could try, you could try. Well, there are a lot of things I hope will come out of it. Um, one, because I'm actually working on a thesis about black people in England during the period of the slave trade is to register that there were a lot there was a black presence here in England at the time that not everybody arrived in Win, uh, you know at Windrush so that's one of the things i want to emphasize that britain is has been a very multicultural um, country for a, an extremely long time i think again we tend to forget that we tend to get all kind of locked into our own particular identities but as Colin has already found, and as a lot of you I'm sure will, we are all mixed race of one kind or another, all mixed heritage or what the fashion is. So I hope next year that as well as looking at, if you like, the abolition of the slave trade, the political aspects of it, we'll be looking a lot more at people and encouraging um, British people, white British people, <coughs> or people who look white, to start discovering their ancestry too. And Jackie, finally? Um, I mean, I, I kind of agree with a lot of the stuff that Paul said, and I do think that one of the interesting things about the DNA testing, though I, I agree with you, kept saying yeah. it's not the kind of the, the, the hard work has to come first, but what the DNA test did in, for, for Colin was to give him that link to the Maroons, to give him that link, which probably most people of, you know, COVID yeah. will have some sort of link into mm. that, you know, what was it actually a revolutionary culture? These were, these were as Paul pointed out, um, you know, people who escaped, many of them weren't, didn't even make it to slavery, they got off the, the ship and they went up to the, up to the hills. Right. And so what you have is, is a kind of a, a tradition and, and a culture that, that people can also find themselves part of. And that's what the DNA does give you. Um, because you know, we couldn't prove which maroon, which Taino you know, Colin was related to, but the history of Jamaica tells us that. Because you know the Tainos and the Maroons, the, the settlements were found together up yeah. in the Blue Mountains. That these these were yeah. um, cultures that did mix, that did you know um, intermarry, and yeah. that is where he's descended from. So that the DNA does give you that and gives you a link into um, the Maroons. And say a lot of I think one of the things that Colin did with, within the film was to say be able to identify where parts of his character 
or you know his mm. personality mm. came from genetically and yeah. a lot of the things his, his drive and his determination he felt came from yeah. the maroons after you know after you know yeah. his experience there so i think that anything that helps us to kind of link back to to history and to people who were involved in the struggles of african people yeah. for abolition is is all very positive okay. The other thing I would like to say um, is what I said right at the beginning, which was we don't speak to our young kids, we don't speak as a family to each other, and I think it's very important that we perhaps take a little bit of it on ourselves to to pass down the information how great um, that we are as a people. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the things I'll tell you a little story. My my little nephew, he's four, and he came up to me literally two days ago. And he said to me, I've got dark skin. And I looked at him and I thought, well, he only gets that from school. Somebody in school has mentioned him that he's got dark skin. So I said to him, I said, yeah, but Paris, I'm darker than you. And because I'm darker than you, it means I'm a little bit better than you. <laughs> and he said to me, when I grow older, Uncle Colin, I'm going to have dark skin and like you, aren't I? And I'll be just as good as you. And I went, yep. You will be. <laughs> now, I hope that he takes that message to whoever told him he had dark skin in school and says to him, yeah, but because I'm darker, I'm better. And he <laughs> must generally believe that because you're going to be up against it in this world period. So you've got to really get rid of all those inhibitions of, of what your colour can perceive you know, to people and just get on with your life and live it in the most positive way. But as a people, we must talk. A round of applause. Thank you very much. This event was recorded live on November the 25th, 2006 at the National Archives at Kew. It was presented as part of the Caribbean Family History Day and run in partnership with the Every Generation Foundation and the Black Cultural Archives. This podcast is copyright the National Archives, all rights reserved.